Well, hello everyone and welcome to episode nine of Talk With TT. And I'm delighted to have Peter Woodward with us. Peter, welcome. Hi, Terry. Good afternoon. <laughs> it's good to see you. Thank you for making time for this. Um, no, Peter, Peter Herald's from High Wycombe in Buckinghamshire. He um, has an older brother and a younger sister as well as parents. Um, so um, I had the, the joy of getting to know Peter last year at Colchester Baptist Church. Um, but let's sort of begin at the beginning if we can. Peter, where did you grow up and where were you educated? Um, so I, I grew up in uh, Buckinghamshire, as you said. Um, uh, firstly in a town called Winchmore Hill and then in uh, Chalfont St Giles. And um, yeah, I, I went to school uh, to a Church of England primary school uh, called St Mary's and there was the the village church which was sort of just uh, at the other end of the road of the school so uh, we popped in there quite often mm. and um, yeah then I went off to uh, another town called Chesham for secondary school and yeah then I went to uh, a sixth form uh, for my levels. You, you've moved to uh, North Essex which um, is known well Essex is known as being pretty flat country isn't it in terms of uh, the yes. land um, now where you were was it flat in Buckinghamshire um, no it's very hilly in fact our house in St Giles is at the top of a very big hill um, so thankfully we don't get much flooding where we are yeah. um, but um, yes and also so my secondary school, uh, again, was at the top of a very, very large hill. So, and unfortunately, the bus that we took, for some reason, uh, I, I was, I ended up with the, the worst bus of the fleet. And it was a very old double-decker, which, um, um, yeah, on multiple occasions ended up getting stuck as it was going up the hill. So that was, you know, it was annoying, but also gave a bit of comedy in the morning. If you could just, you could <laughs> yeah. just, you, you you knew that it was about to <laughs> give up, and so everyone would be give a, a good old way and, uh, <laughs> when it stalled halfway up the hill. <clears throat> so you completed your, you went to sixth form college, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where was that? Uh, um, so that was a, pl a place called St Clement Danes. Yeah. Yeah, which is just outside of Buckinghamshire in Hertfordshire. Um, and I, I went there specifically because when I, uh, that was, that was a very good school for, for modern languages. And, and I really excelled at, uh, those specifically French and Italian during secondary school. <clears throat> and that's, um, that's where I sort of saw myself going right. in the sort of early, early teenage years. Yes. Yeah. 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 But then you got into musical theatre, didn't you? Uh, watching West End productions. Tell us about that. How did that happen? Yeah, so I, I think it was maybe about about fifteen or sixteen, and I I started uh, with my family. We started going uh, to see some of the you know the the big staple West End shows like uh, Limmy's and Phantom, and and. I think with with those sh uh, shows like those specifically, they've got such great memorable tunes that yeah. I, I kind of hooked me in a bit. And we we had a piano in our house, which I hadn't been learning, but I I started working out the melodies and the chords, 
and had obviously had a very uh, very good musical ear mm. and then just gradually basically self-teaching my building up that knowledge of chords and melody wow and yeah basically it ended up to me just you know uh, investigating some other uh, other musical theatre some other artists I, I really like the 70s troubadour guys uh, like James Taylor Carol King oh. um, and yeah basically basically I just ended up spending all day rather than uh, doing my languages I ended up just sitting at the piano all day so I'd obviously, I'd obviously yeah. got hooked, and it was um, being led down another path. How did your family cope with you making such a noise all day? Um, <laughs> they dancing around they, the house with you. <laughs> um, they weren't. Well, they weren't dancing about. I think they were just. Um, I think maybe it was a surprise, or they were just <laughs> probably wondering about the person. Like, oh, I didn't. Uh, He's, he's not really ever been into music before, but suddenly he's yeah <laughs> playing and playing piano and singing, and uh, he seems seems to have picked it up quite quickly and quite well. So yeah, um, what what on earth? <laughs> you know, how, how did we miss that? Well, yeah, but I, again, I I missed it myself. So um, yeah, and you mentioned that uh, your musical ear. So did you you pick up the melodies and chords by ear, and then? you learnt to read music later. Was that the way around or was it a, a combined thing? Yeah, pretty much. I think I was, because um, I, I didn't really have much background mm. musically. I mean, I, I actually, I played a little bit of violin, but I only got to sort of grade two on that. Um, so yeah, not, not a really deep, uh, deep musical yeah. background or knowledge. Um, but yeah, I, I, basi I basically just wanted to play the piano to accompany myself singing. Mm. And so it, it was basically just listening to ear and sort yeah. of playing the chords to accompany myself. Cool. That's uh, quite So something. yeah, not, not quite, the, yeah, not quite the sort of traditional classical route. So I had to, mm. to fill in that a bit later. Yes. Yeah. And that passion then led you to a uh, college of music in Brighton. And, and what did yeah. you, what did you study there? Um, so it's, it's a like a modern music college um, called BIM, which is uh, officially associated with the University of Sussex. Right. Um, and so, so they, they kind of just teach you all about the music industry and give you the skills necessary to, to sort of, yeah, uh, work full time as a, as a professional musician, not only the performance, but also if you want to go into the, um, into the industry. Yeah. And uh, what was life <laughs> like in Brighton and, did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. I mean, it's, it's quite bohemian. I think that's <laughs> the right term for Brighton. Um, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not very, if, if anyone has, <laughs> has met me yet, it's pretty obvious. Um, but there was, I remember actually, there was a, a theatre royal. Mm. And I think that was part of like a, a network of theatres. But they, they always had some really great shows on and some really interesting plays and productions. So I, I like to go to that because I'm a bit of a culture vulture. Yeah. And so I went to that quite often. And um, yeah. And, and also the I got involved with a few other societies at the university. And there was the, a musical theatre society, which I played in the pit for. Good. On the, on the, key, on the keys. And uh, there was yeah. also a, a, sh a show choir 
which um <laughs> what's really a show choir very well. are you actually performing I, yeah but it's i mean it wasn't very dancey or very uh you know it was it was more singing i might, might have done a few learned a few steps and you know uh, yeah probably <laughs> a funny image for, <laughs> for anyone <laughs> that's really good and you graduated with a degree did you a music degree yes, from yeah. the University of Sussex, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. And then your life took a, an unusual turn, didn't it? You pursued a new career. Yes. What was so, that? So, <clears throat> um, well, I, I'm not sure where it came from, really, but I, I think the idea of spending some time in the armed forces suddenly became very appealing. I think it was maybe the mix of... The idea of doing some form of national service and also the you know the physical mental challenge of mm. of putting myself through that um and yeah so so i actually looked up on the british army website to see if i could in some capacity because i knew obviously you have marching bands and mm. you know what you see on the troop in the color but then i saw they had they had a picture of a uh, of a soldier in his you know in his uh, camouflage uniform, where it, uh, playing a, an electric guitar, <laughs> and so I saw that, and I thought, hmm, maybe, maybe they have uh, keyboard players as well. <laughs> and so, so I, I basically just looked up and saw that that was that was something they were doing, and had started uh, over the past few years. And so, uh, yeah, got in touch, uh, visited one of the bands, and to be honest, I thought, well, this is pretty pretty perfect fit um so yeah um applied and uh that was september 2015 when i uh, oh did you, any of your family off. have any military service at all no no I'm, so that was quite a so, a left field turn wasn't it yes so and, and there's no one really musical either so well that's interesting i'm a bit i'm a bit of an anomaly in the, <laughs> nice uh, the Woodward the Woodward line. So um army life isn't always easy. You had to adjust to that. Um so how did you cope with military training? Uh not very well to be honest. I it wasn't a uh, a brilliant uh fit for me. I well, well I I think I got there in the end, but the yeah, all the challenges you face mm. and in a very strict regimented lifestyle but but also I'm, I'm quite anxious and perfectionist a lot of the times and having you know the troop staff you know closely looking at you and mm. picking you up for for the smallest details suddenly that was a bit of a yeah uh, not a great it's a you know not a great but a, didn't have a great effect on on me yeah. or my um abilities so yeah yeah and um you you said to me when we were talking about it that um one of the places you found sort of solace and consolation was you would dip into like winchester cathedral which was near the, the barracks yes so why was that unusual thing to do yes yeah, so um sort of saturdays and sundays they they let you go out for a little while to you know i think to get a touch of the real world again Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean Winch- Winchester is such a beautiful place and mm. I mean I, again I think it goes back to the whole 
love of culture and history and tradition. And I sort of wandered by the cathedral. I just started popping in and, and yeah, I didn't really, I, I'm not sure if I went to any of the actual, actual services because I don't think the time allowed, unfortunately. Mm. But I, I did go along a couple of times and um, just sort of soaked up the atmosphere. And a few times you heard the choir performing. Mm. Or <clears throat> I think they were rehearsing, actually. And it was just this, you know, the first time I walked in and just see this amazing architecture and just hit with this wall of sound. Yeah. Um, I suddenly like, oh, goodness me. Um, so yeah that was um yeah so and i think that having a bit of a church of england background and and yeah. sort of going to a lot of the older churches i think that resonated well with me that's good and it was during your military training you developed a, quite a severe leg infection didn't you um and were quarantined what happened during that experience yes yeah, so um i had to suddenly had this open cut on my leg that suddenly turned very nasty and basically ended up getting rushed to a and e and then spending about four days in hospital with two two emergency surgeries mm. um but then where so i mean obviously i was i was still in training but mm. i you know was obviously very weak and i had a quite a large prominent hole in my leg so I had to basically let that let that heal up but also be somewhat shut away so it didn't yeah. get reinfected and um so so as well as having obviously a chaplaincy in the army uh, we have the padres there's also sastra which is the for the scripture readers mm-hmm. and the the scripture reader on the camp he popped in to visit me and 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 yeah, he so he it was really just to check on my welfare. But I also had been going to church every week as um, a, sort of just a way of of coping, really, because mm. you know, as I said, I had a bit of a Church of England background, yeah. and that that was the one one familiar, uh, <laughs> yeah, one sense of uh, familiarity that I could that I could have. And mm. so so yeah, he started chatting to me about about. Um, faith and the bible and he he's asked me it was interesting because he asked me uh what what i thought and yeah that that was a very telling question actually because you know whilst i'd surrounded myself with uh, about going going to church and singing hymns and praying i i I'd never actually thought hang on do i actually do i actually believe any of this do, does it actually resonate with me does um you know, have I actually made up my mind or is it just sort of a nice mm. spiritual experience and something that I can be like, oh, yes, lovely, you know, uh, yeah. real tradition and history. And um, if I was just using it for that or if it was something I could actually relate to. Mm. <clears throat> Great. That's really good. Um, and he gave you he asked you which sort of Bible you wanted and being a good young 20 something year old you asked for a king james version didn't you yeah (laughs) yeah i i think i got a bit confused because i'd I'd always had a bible um in my room and had picked it up from time to time but the the version they used in the chapel was uh the niv yeah 
and I, I didn't know about the sort of in between. I only had heard of sort of the King James version. So I, I thought, oh, this. And I, actually, when I was reading the NRV, I thought, oh, it's it's a bit sort of it's a bit sort of simple language. I, I quite like the the sort of sense of um, you know this sort of this sort of quite grand language. You know, I, I think it's um, at the time, obviously, because I said that I was you know really loved the culture and sort of sense of tradition and history. I think I think I more viewed the Bible as some sort of this great work of of yeah. literature, of a sort of part of the the canon of of English literature. And and so I think he was probably a bit confused. But it, nevertheless he actually uh, gave me a sort of a camo patterned mm. cover uh, with a this sort of nice field Bible. Yeah. It was a, the King James version. Good. And Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and you so you had these conversations with uh, Steve, the scripture reader, and then the army padre. Um, but that you you did your own research, didn't you? In terms about you know you mentioned the plausibility of faith. How what did that look yeah. like? Where did you research? What were you looking at? So uh, the scripture reader at uh, Winchester, he actually because he, he could he was obviously tell that I had no real understanding of of the gospels or or the bible so he actually started me off reading the gospel of john mm -hmm. and <clears throat> and i i really was taken aback with just how i mean it, it is you know quite something that people can relate to spiritually but also you've got all these amazing i am statements that jesus makes mm -hmm. and so so all these different stories and the encounters um yeah I, I was just really fascinated and I, I kept reading john and during the uh my second so it's phase two with the music training the party i started meeting up with him and looking through the gospel of john okay. and we, we we had a little um uh, i think it's nt Wright actually one of his mm. sort of study guides and so we just started working through that together yeah. um but then but then i got to a bit of a crossroads in that you know what had what had started me off with the, with the question that the scripture reader had asked me about. You know, so so what what do you think? You know, what do you personally think? I, I suddenly realised. Well, I'm, I'm not actually sure. You know about the historical viability or the you know the as you said the plausibility of mm. of the scriptures and the gospels and and you know what Jesus said and, and what he taught and how reliable it was. Yeah. Um, but then I, I came across people on just on YouTube, really just with um, people like uh, William Lane Craig, uh, Ravi Zacharias, uh, a guy called Frank Turek, who I really like, uh, Lee Strobel, who did the case for Christ. That's obviously a big, um, a very, a very useful, uh, a very useful tool. If you're looking at the historical, yeah. reliability of of the gospels yeah um yeah and then suddenly it wasn't a case of yeah oh this is something you know very beautiful and poetic and an important part of the the history and tradition of of british culture it was it was like oh this is actually this is this is real reliable yeah mm -hmm. this is yeah we can depend on this as eyewitness testimony yeah and and you know that if this well if this is true and i accept it that means i can have a relationship with the risen christ mm. and you know actually be born again and mm. um it's not just one more thing to add to my 
it's like you know oh you know to, to make me feel all cultured and intelligent yeah. Yeah. it's it was more about having my myself and my mind and and everything just com- and my whole worldview just completely yeah um completely completely renewed and refreshed that's terrific and if if someone were listening now who perhaps is exploring faith or thinking about faith and and just hadn't really considered what you've just said about the reliability of the bible uh yeah and the case for christ like which book or which youtube speaker would you recommend um i mean the case for christ is a, a really big one and they actually, they actually made a film of it for people who uh who and it was it was a really well made um really well drama actually um so yeah for in this in this modern day and age where people uh you know, find it find it difficult to pry themselves away from a screen i'd recommend watching the film but there's loads of um i think there's the same people like william and craig and um and ray and um, Turk. they're just i think they're fantastic at actually presenting a, a i mean william lane craig's thing is a reasonable faith Mm. and i think there's sadly a perception of oh you have to sort of take a leap in the dark yeah um but yeah john lennox says it's actually a leap into the light yeah which i think is a, a much a much better way of looking at it and he's um, a professor of mathematics at the university of oxford isn't he yes he's yeah, john lennox incredible is. people they're not kind of yeah yeah fringe people yeah 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 that's really good. That's great. Thank you. Now we're going to move to a quick fire quiz. This uh, you win nothing, you gain nothing. If anything, our listeners dis- discover more about you through this. Hopefully. Okay. So, I was going to say. I was going to say. Well, let's skip it then. If I don't win anything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You see, he's a man after my own heart. He's very efficient and purposeful. What's the purpose in this, Terry? He's asking. Well, the purpose <laughs> is, it's nothing. Um, Facebook or Instagram? What do you prefer? Um, I I only I mean Facebook. I I I never really got into any other social media platform. That's just, the only uh, one you use. You don't use Twitter. Yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. else out there. TikTok. I don't. No, <laughs> I don't actually think of myself as being very photogenic. So I'm not one for sort of uploading okay. lots of pictures and uh sort of trying to be like wow i'm having an amazing time good um uh, and that's that's well said actually because uh the perception is oh you're living the great life isn't it on facebook and you don't mm. really see the real side of people and the struggles yeah 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 mm. um, now then brighton or colchester which place do you prefer you could make oh, colchester obviously (laughs) if you like history uh, yeah the oldest recorded what used to be the capital of britain yeah 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 okay mozart or bach um i i mean i i more listen to mozart just because i think of it's a great way listening to mozart of just actually tidying up your mind and it's uh I, I that's what I found. I I just during my phase two, I'd listen to it loads, um, and I've, I'm a big opera fan actually. Uh, mm. So I, I worked at this opera house called Glyndebourne, yeah, and 
and yeah, his his opera uh, adaptation from the Seralia, uh, that was a that was a really fantastic production. And and from then on, I mean, yeah, I. But um, obviously, for for any music aficionados, I, I know that uh, yeah, the genius of J.S. Bach is unsurpassed in terms of a <laughs> a musician a, and a composer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but any, I mean, any any music professors who that's right listening who attend who I don't know <laughs> who attend the church. Now, what do you mean by tidy up your mind by listening to Amadeus Mozart? Um, I think it's just. I mean, it's, people talk about how it's a great way for to have babies and young children to listen to it. Mm. But I'm, I think in terms of its, I mean, it's in every way, it's it's perfect what, what he's composed. And it's it's very elegant because it's of that classical period. And yeah, I think it, it just has that in terms of the musical phrases and where it progresses, it's just sort of, you know, Everything yeah. is brings back to a re- resolution, but it is very fun to listen to as well because it's. Um, I think he had a very immature, well, not immature, but a very sort of. Um, a very p- a playful, jovial attitude. Yeah. So there's a lot of sort of surprises and things that will make you chuckle if you're listening out for them. That's great. Thank you. Okay, uh, thinking about the um, books of the Bible, do you prefer the Psalms or? The Apostle Paul's letters in the New Testament. Um, so I, I probably know Paul's letters. I'm probably more familiar with them. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I need to do a bit of. Uh, do you have a favourite passage or book of the Bible? Um, I mean, there's. I think at when I was studying Romans. And I was doing a proper study of Romans. I think that that really hammered home the security of of, of my salvation, specifically sort of chapters four and five. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so that's and there's there's loads of stuff about um, you know the God sending the Spirit of of His Son say to cry out Abba Father and, and sort of spiritual adoption. Mm. Uh, so things that He unpacks. Oh. Yeah, um. That's great. Thank you, Peter. Now, this is a serious matter about sandwiches. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm very serious about this my sandwiches. Very, Peter's very serious about this. So, um, does he like peanut butter sandwiches or is it a ham sandwich with uh, piccalilli and gherkin? And note the latter two. Which, what's it going to be, Peter? Um, I can't betray. <laughs> the ham sandwiches. <laughs> what, so, what? Uh, uh, yeah, where does this come from? This ham sandwich, and in particular, it's got a piccalilli and gherkin. I don't know. I think um, I just remember. Maybe it's a whole thing again about British tradition, traditional British things. And then I, I not I had not had piccalilli until sort of a year or two ago, mm. and so I, I, I tried it. I was like, wow, that's interesting. And, um, you know, with a ham sandwich and a cup of tea, it's just a lovely, lovely way to spend an evening. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's really great. Uh, I, I, I'd, have, I'd have peanut butter on toast. Okay. Yeah, me too. I'd agree with that. It's a okay, bit too American putting peanut speakers. butter on sandwiches. <laughs> 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 More robust. Um, 
Okay. Uh, Lee Strobel or Billy Graham? Who do you prefer listening to? Oh, uh, I think I'll go for Billy Graham. Yeah. That sort of uh, that fun- thunderous delivery. Mm. His, um, yeah, and it's particular. Um, I mean, he seems to have a particular way of phrases that come come up time and again. Yeah, um, yeah. Like he'll say, like the Bible says, or. Well, I want you to turn with me <laughs> uh, when everyone has their Bible. Um, but yeah, no, I, I watched loads and loads of him sort of end of last year. Um, and Good. Yeah, so it's... Good taste. And in terms of the <laughs> translation of the Bible, um, New International Version or The Message is preferred. Which one? Um, I've not really read The Message, to be honest. I th- I th- as I understand, it's sort of a... Uh, so a bit more interpretation based or is it is it's a fantastic eugene peterson wrote it and it's a very contemporary yeah. but yeah a 21st century writing of uh, of the ancient book um okay but if you or are you a king james fan still um i think i'm sort of glad i got over the 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 obsession with the sort of tradition and mm-hmm. uh, and actually was like oh hang on if i want to actually um you know have it speak to me in my own the way i'd speak today so it's not just a, a sort of more like a relic mm. um take that approach and more you know it's actually just have it relate to how i would speak and think today yeah so you're new international are you yeah i go i go NIV. okay uh, here's a Good question. Are you a tea or coffee man? Uh, I think you've got to go for a cup of tea. Yeah, and if you see the size of his mug, <laughs> it's a big mug. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's a hold it hold it next to my face. It's sort of like a, yeah, it's not. What's, what's the what's the painting with the guy with the apple and the on his face and the hat? Um, is that a famous painting? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of the same size as my mug. It sort of just covers the whole my whole face. Okay, crisps or chocolate? <clears throat> chocolate. Okay. Any particular chocolate? I don't know. Um, I what I do is I try not to have too much, so I get a big bar of Bourbonville, and have try and have one line a day. Sometimes I crack and have two lines. Um, <laughs> We'll bring that uh, up yeah. in confession later. <laughs> okay. I, I don't like having gear. You know, you, you get greasy fingers when you ha- when you eat crisps, so I try to avoid them. Okay. Okay. So thank you for that. It, was, it is interesting learning about yeah. your likes and dislikes and um, um, your turn of phrase about Mozart. Mm. Sort of clean your mind. Um, you've not only learned to play the piano, you're very talented, but the French horn... And uh, how is that going? Um, yeah, so they they sort of started me off on it when I joined. So it was um, that was I mean that was that was a few years ago, but because I've only really just joined up with a more uh, more traditional army band. The actually first two I was in was pretty much all pop and rock, so I was just on my keyboards. Mm. But yeah, it's um, I, I did keep it ticking along, but it is it is a difficult instrument. I mean, 
everyone uh, in the brass world will tell you it's the, the most difficult. Right. Um, it's sort of a thing of you keep building and building. Um, you, you sort of lose it much more quickly than right. than it takes to actually build up the skills. And it's uh, there's so much there's so much tubing and valves and <clears throat> place so that you need to feed so much air and. And, so it's a uh, certain yeah, way of breathing into it and the speed of which you breathe into it as, and then you get to you know yeah it's it's sort of a kind of a mix so you've got what's called the embouchure which is your lips and you sort of you need to build up the strength there but also um you know you need to sort of really build up your lungs and your stamina and, and all that stuff combined as well that's impressive um wow. yeah so it, lo- it looks lovely but it's 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 a beast <laughs> okay beautiful beast yes the beast we're going to play the beast um but your talents um continue you you like doing creative writing tell us a bit about that please peter yes so um i'm i'm a big admirer of of um oscar wilde and so if if people haven't read them they definitely should read uh, his short stories so um specifically uh, ones like the selfish giant and the happy prince and they they sort of sound a lot more um sort of for younger children but there's so much um wonderful imagery and, and symbolism and they're so they're so charming in terms of the way he writes um i mean I, i'm a big fan of the sort of being charmed so that's why i like a lot of opera and uh, sort of the old musicals like rogers and hammerstein um <clears throat> so yeah that that really inspired me to 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 give it a go myself because i, I used to do when i was a lot younger I, I used to do more creative writing and i think uh i think i, I actually watched a film which is a supposedly biblical one but I, I sort of watched it and I was like, mm, I think I could do a better job of writing a, <laughs> a, 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 a telling that story. So, so I, I kind of took what I, what I really love to read and, and I, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I, so I, I did a retelling of, of Noah's Ark and so it's called A Snail's Tale and oh, it was cool. more from the um, perspective of, of, uh, one of the animals that ends up on the ark but it's kind of the classic story of you know the yeah the the hero who doesn't really fit in he doesn't have any friends he's sort of having a difficult time but all of a sudden he's got a chance to to turn his fortunes around and yeah the, it doesn't quite go to plan but all of a sudden there was he realizes that uh you know there was something even more amazing that's great. Um, yeah, waiting. So yeah, and I'm working on a few others. So um, we'll see whether you so, publish yeah. them. Yeah, so I think um, I know I know our minister Cole likes his uh, mm. to do stories, but I think uh, I think there might be a new literary <laughs> tour, tour de force on the uh, absolutely on, on the scene. He's <laughs> <laughs> got some competition. <laughs> um. So how long have you been part of Colchester Baptist Church and how did that come about and what happened on the 1st of March 2020? Um, so I think the first time I came to CBC was, I think it was October mm. of last year. Mm-hmm. And I'd, 
I th- so I, bit, I struggled to find a, a, an actual church to really settle into. And, and also it, it was a bit difficult with, with the job. You're on the road a lot. And sometimes, if, you know, especially the, in the pop and rock world, Saturday night would be a big, mm. big time for, to have a big, big concert. And so I'd, I'd come back sort of and just want to sleep all day uh, Sunday. Yeah. Um, but I ended up, so the, the head padre on our camp, he, he's a Baptist. And I was talking to him, and I think he obviously wants, uh, you know, thinks, thinks everyone should be a, a Baptist. So, so I, I just, I think I Googled Baptist Church in Colchester's and Elder Lane came up. Yeah. And, and I, I thought I'd, I'd pop along. And it was the actual day that uh, Darren was, was getting baptised. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I just, um, yeah, I really enjoyed the experience of, okay. of going there. And, and yeah, so I just kept coming along, um, chatted to Cole a little bit, chatted to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And, yes, so 1st of March, I took the decision to be baptised myself. And because, because obviously, I, as I said, I had a Church of England background, which included uh, being christened as a baby and uh, going through a confirmation course when I was about 14. Mm. But uh, when I look at the actual, when I sort of started reading the scriptures and look at uh, baptism. I, I know never saw an example of when it wasn't a, a conscious decision from the mm. from the believer to <clears throat> to you know it's either repent and be baptized or repent believe and be baptized. Mm. Mm. And so it's you know I started spoke to Cole a bit about it and sort of realised that it was it really was a yeah. you know an outward expression of of what's happening yeah. uh, inwardly and, and spiritually. Yeah, it's a big decision, isn't it? Um, mm. And uh, physically, like, if can you describe what happens to someone when they're baptised by immersion? Yes, so you stand there, feeling very nervous, um, waiting, wait wondering when it, when exactly it's going to come. But you sort of, uh, you basically have have two people either side, and they they basically, you basically get all the way back. Yeah. just basically fall back into the water under under their guidance and then you're lifted yeah. back up um yeah so the main worry i had was that all the water would go up my nose and i'll sort of emerge <laughs> just, <so yeah. laughs> just um make a fool of myself yeah um but yeah it's it's a quite a um it's not a, dr- a little bit of water no it's, it's not a little fall. bit of water it, it it's a baptismal pool a mini swimming pool and um yeah, yeah. what 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 does the symbolism mean for you in terms of the going down into the water, the being immersed, the coming out? What does that mean to you? So it was, for me, that was the, well, it's, I think as I understand it, it's the, you yeah, know, really putting to death of, yeah. of the old self and essentially, which, which just sounds probably strange to people who, who aren't Christian, it's essentially putting putting the old self to death and being rising to new life and being made new um in by by god's spirit but it's you know it's um sort of an outward display of of what's happening yeah happening inwardly and it's 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 also you have a proclamation really of saying Mm. you know 
this this is I'm now fully dedicated to yeah to living my life for Christ. Yeah, you're nailing your colours to the mask in a way, aren't you? About this is the way yeah. I'm going to live now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Christ at the centre. Mm. Um, that's really fascinating. And uh, in terms of your aspirations for the future or your hopes for the future, um, yeah. what are you excited about? Um, um, I'm not sure really. What am I excited about? I kind of just take it. <laughs> I kind of just take each day as it comes. But um, I mean, I, I I love really doing doing a lot of study in terms of the, the Bible and theology stuff. I I would love for the opportunity. So so what I was actually trying to hoping to do before the lockdown was uh, to have a go at preaching a sermon, yeah. which I'd written under the guidance of of the head padre. But but sadly, it's um, you know everything sort of kicked off and everyone started locking down. Um, but yeah, I've I've really taken the the opportunity while I can to to do a lot more reading and studying and um, and yeah. So I'm hoping at some point to have a, to try and uh, explore call to preaching and yeah. Um, yeah. and see where it leads. Really, that's exciting. That is very exciting. Now, the final question, which I ask um, all of the people I talk to is, if you're going to give us a word of encouragement, what would that be in this time of COVID pandemic and uncertainty? Yeah. What's your word for us, Peter? Um, so I think in terms, of, um, in terms of the church and not just our church, but other churches, I, I actually was thinking a few days ago and thinking about when I was because I usually sit at the in the balcony and the top bit because sometimes I, I wander in a little bit late but but don't tell anyone <laughs> um um yeah and I just remember having a really vivid image of seeing people either side of me you know in sitting with one another in the pews and having sort of a full full congregation and and I think the the word for that image really when I think about it now is is glorious I really see that as a glorious image, the idea that, you know, God, God's family, people from all different backgrounds of all ages who are, who are all brothers and sisters in Christ yes. have, all, have all come together to, to hear God's word being preached, um, to sing in worship to him and to, to mm. pray together as, as one. Um, yeah, I, I think it's sort of, it's a shame really that it, it took this lockdown and not being able to do that every week for me to see that that really is a glorious image. Yeah. And, and so I, I think coming out of that, going, going back, I think there might be, you know, and you know, all these necessary restrictions. I think it might feel quite bittersweet really that mm. can't go straight back to that. But the way, the way I'll approach it. And I think, I would encourage others to approach it if they are feeling sort of sad that they can't, you know, might not be able to sing um, together as one and might not be able to <clears throat> or sit closely together. In fact, I'm sure we won't, but, you know, just to see the, the gradual easing of restrictions yeah. and just as one more thing gets lifted, it's, it's almost like the uh, jigsaw, mm. just what, just one more piece being added. And then, and then that glory, yeah. glorious image will, yeah. um, We'll, that's we'll lovely. Come back and, that's lovely. Yeah. Very unique. And 
we're, we're blessed by uh, your participation in the songs that are prepared for Sunday. Um, yeah, oh, great. You don't know, we use technology and you can record on Zoom or whatever other platform and uh, Peter's yeah. using his talents along with Toby and Lawrence and many others. So you enjoy that, I take it. Yeah, no, I, I really like it. I think, um, you know, I think initially with, um, I was a bit apprehensive in terms of taking part because um, the, the experience I've had in terms of, because yeah, obviously I play piano and keyboards and um, I was, I was quite, I get quite nervous in terms of reading. So I was a bit like, oh, you know, in terms of playing for a congregation and, but I was just like, well, hang on, why, why don't I just, you know, Mm. I can play and sing and you know I can there's other people who are better so I don't know just use use what I've got and yeah. just just to serve because I, I think I was it, it can feel a bit frustrating really if you have the opportunity to serve and use your gifts but mm. if you're just um if you're just sitting back and be like oh I'm, a, I'm not sure I'm a bit nervous about about yeah. doing something wrong but I think yeah so no it, it's been great and actually just because I don't do as much singing in the army band so just having the chance to really um, to touch back to that, just singing, singing praises um, in worship has, has been really great. Yeah, that's great. Peter, it's been lovely talking to you. Um, God's really gifted you with uh, the way you articulate things. So I do think speaking in the future is going to be part of your calling, wherever that leads you. I mean, you've uh, got tremendous musical gifts. Um, I have to put back envy <laughs> when <laughs> someone who's just naturally talented. It's great to see. And, uh, and also I think um, for our listeners, uh, Peter's in his mid twenties thereabouts. And for someone who's as young as you, but also as thoughtful and articulate as you to mm. have really discovered the meaning of life in Christ is a great encouragement to us. Um, you know, we are living a, probably in a more spiritual age than when I was in my 20s. Uh, it yeah. was very hard and fast. You either believe or you didn't. I think the challenge that we face in this generation is it's a very pluralistic um, outlook, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. And this relativism is a, a big challenge. And yeah. uh, Christ right. makes a great call, doesn't he? That there's, you know, you can only come by him. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. and I'm excited uh, that God has uh, come into your life and, and you're part of his purpose and the, his kingdom and yeah. how he's going to use you in the next few decades. So, so thank mm. you so much for being with us. I hope you feel you survived this experience. And, uh, yeah, I'm sort of going to uh, fan myself and sort of... Uh... You know, <laughs> breathe a breathe a breathe a heavy sigh afterwards. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, really you've sure. done a great job. Thank you no, so no, much. Thank, oh, thank you for inviting me, Terry. God bless you. Bye -bye.